This is Passion for Your Passions, a podcast where we discuss childhood obsessions turned into adult nostalgia. I'm Julie. And I'm Krista. And today we are discussing Harry Potter with our first ever guest and our childhood friend, Luke. Hi everybody, I'm Luke and it's a pleasure to be here. Okay, everybody. So today we're, for one thing, finally for really real talking about Harry Potter. But then also we for really real have our first guest. Actually, I don't know why I said it like that. We haven't had another guest, but we for really real have our first guest. Well, we kept talking about like one day it'll happen. And one day we'll also talk about Harry Potter. It's the future is now, people. Harry I'm Harry Potter. School is for losers. I'm totally awesome. You're a wizard, Harry. Harry, you put your name on the cover of the fire. Guess one of the oldest students to do it for you. There will be no foolish wand waving or silly incantations in this class, Mr. Potter. Our new celebrity. So if you were worried that uh, Julie and I have, you know, like other friends that we just, you know, don't exist in this space where we're just two completely weird people. We we do, and he's not a ghost. I mean, if he if this was a Hatsune Miku situation, like this would be pretty elaborate for us. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that advanced, I swear. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm real. I'm here. Yeah, I I've been a longtime Harry Potter fan. I've known Krista and Julie since well, sixth grade. Yeah. I think you guys met in fourth grade. Me. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember because so you were homeschooled. Yeah, I don't. Did you came back? It was like sixth grade. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was sixth grade. Okay. It was an interesting starting point because that's kind of like the end of that <laughs> school before transitioning into middle school. Just literally the worst time of your life. I've discussed this with multiple people. Oh, dude, God. yeah, mm. yeah. <sighs> Anybody who doesn't think that is wrong. I don't care. Well, can I tell you what my dad said when I said that? He told me this long, elaborate story about how two different gangs were trying to kill him within a week of him moving there, and some Indian man gave him a gun, and someone shot his dog. He was in seventh grade. He's like, yeah, all that happened in, like, a week. And I just went, well, my teacher made fun of me, and I had a horrible time. <laughs> like, it's... Like, we can all agree that it was literally the worst time in everybody's life, so... <laughs> the statement still stands yeah. to be true. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> Just one end of the spectrum to the other. So we we established that we grew up redneck. Hillbilly corn school. Hillbilly corn school. Um, and with, you know, respect to my parents for, for what it was... Uh, I was raised very religious, um, very, very, very religious, uh, Southern Baptist. So <laughs> one, one side of the crazy spectrum, not to offend or, or yes, you know to what? offend. <laughs> we'll offend here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I actually was not allowed to read Harry Potter or like be interested in it because it's witchcraft and of the devil and, you know, all that jazz so i used to sneak harry potter things into my house like contraband <laughs> oh my god and okay wait what <laughs> i have to ask a very weird question about this because something very similar to this happened to my sister 
But I thought it was very blasphemous because she was allowed to read Twilight. I would say that's arguably worse. Yeah, I never I never understood that because like in Twilight, she legitimately has sex with a vampire. Like how much more sacrilegious can you yeah. get? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they're classified as demons. So you know, maybe it's not so bad because I feel like Stephanie Meyer was Mormon. That's religious, right? And Edward had a conscience. Conscience. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, you can finish your story if no, you wanted you to. I just wanted to put that in there because that always has bothered me about my sister. She was not allowed to read Harry Potter. It made me so angry. But then she read all of the Twilights. <laughs> that it's so strange, and I, you know, I don't know if maybe it's a way of like, I guess censorship in a form and, and trying to make sure your child isn't getting into something that you are unaware of. That's, you know, parenting, psychology, whatever. But yeah, so I used to sneak Harry Potter stuff into my room, like contraband. I had like little Lego sets, which I love. And I purchased to this day. I actually just recently got back into that. Similar to Julie's mom. Who's obsessed with Lego right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I actually got caught reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Like it's a porno? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was a big deal. And it's kind of strange too, because around that time, my parents, this is real weird. They were watching like a, a televised sermon and it had something to do with like witchcraft and Harry Potter and pop culture. And, you know, it always does. And so they, they had, I guess walked in my room, I was reading Harry Potter or playing with Legos or something. I know I had the book out and they were furious. Like it was a oh, thing. No. It was a, it, I mean, like they're like, you're bringing the devil into this house and we need to <laughs> exercise and cast out the beam. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm just reading a book. No harm ever came to reading a book. <laughs> Literally. It's like the beginning of the book is talking about freaking drill bits. And I'm like, wait, yeah. what? So uh, I know, and that's it's so strange to me too that Harry Potter does get that reputation. Yeah, because like it's not okay. Yeah, it's like about witchcraft, but like it's not about it. I don't know, like in the traditional sense. Yeah, yeah, like the blood and the gore and like demons. It's like there's like none of that's really there, like at all. No, not. I mean, maybe a little bit in the later books. Maybe you could make that argument, but like not really. It's like the light magic. <laughs> yeah. And, but even by the time that that was a thing, those, I mean, we weren't kids. Well, we were kids, but we weren't like children. Yeah. You know, we were more, you know, developmentally mature and probably more apt to. We could figure out it's not real. Yes. <laughs> we we're aware that it was fiction. Yeah. We were um, try to so yeah and i mean like the same thing happened with pokemon too and that was always wild to me too because it's like oh yeah they evolve and it's like yeah but they're like they're like little chibi characters what like what it, i don't care that they evolve like that doesn't i don't think about that <laughs> i have played almost every pokemon game and i can tell you not one single instance of darwin's theory of evolution has popped up <laughs> in any of those games <laughs> 
they haven't been pressuring me to learn in any capacity about no. the sciences. Maybe some EVs and stats, but that's about it. More yeah, and I mean, that's as, that is as good as worshipping the devil statistics. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't see a difference. No. Math in general is okay. of the devil. Is the, of the devil. <laughs> so they made me grab all my Harry Potter stuff. They like searched my room and we put it in the trash bag and they, we took it outside and they made me ceremoniously burn it all. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I like to say, I like to say that that's where my um, shopping addiction came from. I'm trying to fill a void that was, that was burned, that was burned into me. <laughs> How many books did you have to burn? Um, what year was this? Like only two but it was like my legos and my little action figures like all this stuff because i think the first the first movie had already come out okay but three i think was out by then yeah so i think i only had the first two though um and i actually think one of them was a library book so sorry oh god But yeah, that's my I would love it if you tried to return that. <laughs> Just ashes. With like a bunch of Legos <laughs> melted to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's the devil's work. <laughs> my parents made me do it. They don't care about the library. <laughs> they only him. care about the devil. <laughs> the library is a place of knowledge, therefore associated with evil. Exactly. <laughs> God. Man, that's awful. I've never heard that story before. I'm actually kind of surprised. They're a lot more lenient now. <laughs> I will I will say, we. I, I've had a pretty rough, you know, as all people do, but as a queer man, and then also into devil worship, apparently, because I like Harry Potter. Dicks uh, and Harry yeah. Potter, not a lot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I mean, I'm glad that things have progressed in somewhat of a way because it would be pretty weird if your parents still were currently coming into your house and burning all of your books. Yeah, I would have to call the police, I think. (laughs) I'd be like, excuse me, um, you owe me money. That was a collectible moment. Literally. Well, I guess I'll, um, I'll share just like a short story of mine. The thing that's interesting about mine is I remember reading it, probably not when it first came out, but like pretty close to then, and I didn't like it. But I would have been pretty young when I first read it, like seven, something like that. And I think I read it and I remember being like, I don't get this. (laughs) Like, I think I got basically through the first chapter. Maybe I started into like the second chapter and I was like, no, I don't get this. And then... A few years later, I actually reread it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I get this. So I don't know what happened. He's a wizard. Like, I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I definitely, like, I clearly remember reading it the first time and not liking it, which I just think is interesting. Right. That is really interesting, considering it's so fantastical. But the Dursleys were pretty awful, and that, that would put me joke. off. <laughs> well, what's funny about my first interaction with Harry Potter is so I was really good at school when I was really young because I was really good at math I was quick with learning but then they started saying like you have to read all the time and I'm like I fucking hate reading (laughs) I really did I could not stand to read my parents would like lock me in my room and I would do literally anything else and I was bad at it because like I never read so then as time went on like by the time I was in third grade or so it was like 
Oh, I'm at like kindergarten level. I can't read because I don't do that, but I can do math at a high school level. So I feel like it evens out. <laughs> and so my mom kept buying me books. Like we like this. I'm like, I hate all of it. <laughs> it's just like, fuck all these books. <laughs> and so uh, she even came up with a rule, like any book I picked out, she would buy. And I would always pick out like science books. And she's like, no, you need reading books. <laughs> like, I don't want to read reading books. Essentially, what happened is the Harry Potter movies came out, the first two, and we had accelerated reader as our thing. And I went, okay, I'm going to watch the movies and then pass the stupid accelerated reader test. But then I was like, oh, they're going to know I'm lying because I didn't like keep going <laughs> to the series. And I picked up the third book from the library, like, I should probably read this. <laughs> and I really liked it. So it was okay. And I started loving to read. So, like, my mom blames Harry Potter. Well, I guess attributes Harry Potter for my good grades like turning around because it was like I had straight A's and then like a D in English because I was like fuck your books I don't like reading <laughs> yeah I was gonna say you know I guess that's a little bit of irony in there because if you come to Julie's house there are literally books everywhere stacks <laughs> yeah that dang estate yeah, sale well... you went to <laughs> the 500,000 yeah. books you got from it <laughs> yeah, yeah Julie bought a library <laughs> it was $15, people. <laughs> Why would I say no? <laughs> it's like that movie, We Bought a Zoo, but instead, Julie bought a library. <laughs> no regrets. For all of you that got uh, the Harry Potter. So, in case Potter. anybody doesn't know. <laughs> the boys need Yeah. Yeah, everybody should know Harry Potter. Yeah, the, the boy who lived, a small 11-year-old child whose parents are dead, finds out that he has a great destiny. And... There's this big evil bad, Voldemort, which we're going to circle back to Voldemort. This is going to happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hype it up forever. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's the big bad. And I mean, it's really so like I, this was a thing like I heard a lot, like when we were kids and when they were first talking about Harry Potter, that Harry Potter is just like a story of good versus evil. That's like the basic of it. It happens in like a magical school which I know is like a setting that some people like. So, I mean, that's a thing to mention. But again, I think everybody in the world should know what Harry Potter is. So I don't know like if we need to go into super great detail. Are there any moments in the story that like you remember really hitting you really hard? So I guess any scenes, the only thing I remember is like, I keep thinking of moments in my life and I went to the midnight for the last book and they had stickers that were like, talking about Snape uh -huh, uh -huh. and if he's a good guy or a bad guy. And I took the, he's a bad man. And I'm still Me proud too. of that. Like, cause he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I agree. I think, I think he is a terrible human being. I do not think that he should be redeemed for being a part of the plan. He still, he was still shitty. He's still very questionable. <laughs> Granted, you know, bullying makes us all do weird things, but I don't know. He was very possessive over over Lily Potter. That kind of disgusted me. Yeah. It just felt a little icky. Yeah. How did you feel about it in the moment? I guess this is for either of you. Like, I don't really remember, like, that reveal when I read it. Like, do either of you remember? I do. Like, I the do. whole always <laughs> thing? I do. <laughs> we remember yeah. when we're wrong. Well, that was the sixth book. Yeah, that it was, was the sixth, sixth book. book. No, no, no. It's in the. It's not until the seventh that it's revealed he was a good guy. Oh, the yeah. sixth book 
he's a bad guy. And oh, yeah, you're right. They have you're the right. whole controversy thing. And when I got the sticker, I remember being like, of course he's a piece of shit. Like, what do you mean? Like, why are we questioning this? And it was because, like, everyone knew about the turnover in the next one. Yeah, because of his tears. Oh, fuck him. Give <laughs> 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 <I'm> shit. <laughs> I love Alan Rickman. But do you but remember? Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading do it. Do you remember that moment? Yeah, I remember reading it and still being mad. I remember mm -hmm. that. Like, it didn't make me feel better. I went, okay, like fuck you like and then every i think what really stuck because i thought everyone felt the same way including in the book i thought it was kind of like that's cool that he wasn't i guess 100 percent total shit bag but he's still 80 percent total shit bag mm -hmm. and then when they said that harry named his kid after i was like you piece of shit no like he's still terrible why did you do that well and i think the movies did a i don't want to say a better job but they they did a they did a job on kind of painting him to be a hero but they didn't really like go into as much detail as is it one or two chapters that they're essentially revealing all of his yeah. memories and stuff mm. yeah after he I think it was, was like I think it's a chapter kind of over two yeah it was like over two I so I just re-listened to them recently so like there's like the part I think where it's like uh, his memories and yeah, then there's like a little bit afterwards that I think is like him, the him dying part, I yeah. guess, is part of it kind spoiler. of, because he does act kind of weird <laughs> when he's dying. Well, I mean, this is all spoilers. I mean, <laughs> this it is doesn't really matter. Everyone raw dies. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I don't, see, it's like, it's kind of weird to me. I don't have a lot of memories about the later books because, I mean, I guess this is a thing I can talk about in the past section I, like, notoriously hate the later books. I I did just re-listen to them, which was the first time in, like, years. I had I had actually never re-listened or re-read the sixth book. And then um, I think I had re-read the seventh book for some reason. But, yeah, this was, like, the first time in years. And I feel a little bit better about it. But I still greatly prefer the first four. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I was about to ask. I was like, so when you say the later books, which ones? Because I will tell you, I hate Order of the Phoenix. So Burning passion. <laughs> Burning passion. Everyone is stupid and angsty, and it's just everyone complaining, yeah. and I'm just like, this is hell. This so is literally is hell. Yeah. I didn't want to live in uh, my life. I don't want to read about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, this... Okay, so this gets in, like, to a little bit of the Voldemort rant. Mm -hmm. How is it possible that Umbridge is a worse villain? Like, she is, like... You just want so much harm to befall her. It's so bad. Yeah. She who shall not be named did a great job painting her as a villain. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, it's... You're you're one hundred percent correct. She is a better villain than than Voldemort. I, I agree. I think it's because she's like personally attacking everyone, while Voldemort yeah. is like personally attacking Harry and then blanket attacking everybody else. Yeah, like her attacks are very like particular and on point and in your face. And there's a whole book with just like half the books her interactions. Mm -hmm. Well, Voldemort for a long time is just like, oh yeah, at the end he does some shitty shit, or like, oh in the past he said <laughs> this thing, and then he's just like the king of the other side to fight directly yeah. he's not like other than cedric diggory and harry he hasn't just picked out a person well, up until that point like 
Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right on that as well. And I think, you know, that really kind of hits the nail on the head because I mean, Voldemort is like the overarching villain of the entire series, but every single book or movie has like a different villain. If you really think about it, I mean, and I would even go so far as the painting like Gilderoy Lockhart as a villain because one, he's mm. a, incompetency is villainy. Well, yeah. he's a douche. But <laughs> if you remember, when they go into the Chamber of Secrets, he he's attacks Ron. Yeah, yeah, he attacks Ron and Harry. Um, yeah. Thank God, Ron broke his wand and the the Whomping Willow. You know, and who or... attacks thirteen year olds? Yeah. Someone who's incompetent. Well, there's yeah. not even just that, because, I mean, the other part of it that you could say is the snake. Yeah. The snake is a villain, too. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's technically Voldemort is there at the end, but he's not really there. It's kind of weird. But, so, like, the things with Voldemort, like, I guess, like, what's always bothered me, my biggest thing about Voldemort is, like, I think that his backstory is way more interesting than him. Like, mm -hmm. He's got, like, all this stuff where you're like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, he was, like, this very attractive teenager and, like, all the teachers loved him. And, like, you know, then all of a sudden he just kind of disappeared and, like, did all this dark magic. And then, like, he was, like, a completely different person. But, like, they never really get into that. I mean, like, I know they talk about the horcruxes and stuff, but, like, there's, like, parts of his life that they just never talk about. And it's like, I am way more interested in that. <laughs> I just want an answer. Like, what did he do? What were the things that happened in these stages where he went missing that he just all of a sudden became, like, this snake person? <laughs> this yeah. <OP> snake. <laughs> snake! Yeah. And I, I agree with you on that as well, because my partner and I, we talk about maybe, like, an Order of the Phoenix prequel or something like that where, you know, it it ends with Voldemort killing Harry's family and then subsequently trying to kill Harry. Yeah. Because you're right. They don't really talk about, I mean, other than he wants power and to yeah. live forever. Well, it kind of sounds like the whole story with Reverend from Star Wars, where it's just like, they were the best people, the best, and then suddenly they just turn bad. And like, we don't know why. And just, ominous yeah <laughs> no and i mean like they do give you reasons they they tell you you know about the horcruxes they like tell you that like voldemort was interested in certain things but there are like in the timeline essentially like all these points where like he'll disappear and then it's like he does all these things and then you know like he gets all these followers and he starts a war and there's like there's all this stuff that's like super interesting that you don't really ever get like a good explanation about because harry's a child so like dumbledore doesn't isn't like oh yeah well you know <laughs> he just went around and like murdered a bunch of people i'm gonna tell you the grim dark gruesome details <laughs> well didn't a lot of it have to do with the fact that he was actually like half-blooded it's complicated i mean like the reason that they give i think that's some of it but i think there's also him just wanting power, essentially, is, like, one of the bigger... Like, he doesn't want to be weak. I think, like, he views muggles as being weak. Yeah. And so... And some of that might be because of his dad. It's kind of... I mean, like, there's a lot of it that is kind of unclear. And honestly, a lot of it is just conjecture from Dumbledore. Like, that is the whole thing that cracks me up. 
about Half-Blood Prince is it's basically Dumbledore going into memories and being like, oh, well, this one thing happened, so we can draw a million things about Voldemort's life. <laughs> this is all <laughs> I do, From this Harry, one thing. All day. <laughs> just peer into the past. Yeah, just look and be like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think the one that's, like, that's sticking out to me that's, like, that I'm thinking about for that is, like, there's like this part when where when he's a kid, like he's like uh, abusing other kids or something. Mm-hmm. And so like he'll collect stuff from them. And then Dumbledore's like, oh, yeah, look at him as a six year old. You see him collecting that stuff? That's important. That's an evil <laughs> and it's like, yes. kid <laughs> in the making. It's like he's he's six Dumbledore. Like, you don't <laughs> think that people can change? <laughs> no. Classic sign of a serial killer. I should have seen it and killed him. <laughs> But I didn't. I was weak. (laughs) It's Star Wars again. I feel like J.K. Rowling's just stealing Star Wars. No, this one came out after when, like, in the new movies, when Luke was just about to level fucking Ben Solo. (laughs) Because he had nightmares. Luke or Anakin? Luke. Like, in the new ones uh, with Kylo Ren. Oh, And he was just like, I was training under Luke, and then I had some bad nightmares, and then you just see Luke like, I'm gonna kill this fucking kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, yeah. I kind of forgot that there are, like, three new ones. I don't know. Okay, so to end the whole past conversation that we could go on, obviously, for, like, another ten hours, I think the sad, funny story is I've seen all of them in theaters, and it was, like, the last, the three, four, five, six, so on, I saw, like, at the midnight. And Luke and I saw the very last one together. And it tore us apart. (laughs) I think it was an existential crisis moment. We talked about it because, like, we were so upset. We didn't know why. Like, we weren't upset about what happened because we read the books. We knew what happened. Mm -hmm. But we were just, like, sitting in his driveway, like, why are we so upset? And we came to the conclusion, like, oh, our childhood just died. Like, we're adults now. And we had graduated high school. We're like, that didn't feel like anything. (laughs) But this movie ending felt like our whole childhood was, like, up in ashes. All the innocence lost. Yeah. We died that day. (laughs) That's, I mean... It's a way to end it. I mean, I had a very different experience because, I mean, I saw the last one in theaters, too. But when I saw it, I was in a very bad theater because it was basically like people reacting to everything. Like if I don't know, like, for example, like the part where Ron and Hermione kiss, it was like whooping, (laughs) hooting, hollering, all that kind of stuff. It was just like, the whole time, the whole entire movie, anytime anything happened, people would like cheer. And it's like, I just want to watch the movie. I don't want, I don't want to hear anybody cheer. And then like, I think it was funny too, because this was around the time Twilight was coming out. So there was a Twilight trailer right before and people were reacting to that too, like hooping and hollering. And I was like, oh my gosh, why? Chris was like, please, silence in the theater. Yeah. Luke and I went to midnight. So I have been waiting. We I just wanted to end. Anyone that tried to do that at a midnight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a big part of all of our childhood. I mean, I think the three of us saw, on some level, some of them together. I know I definitely saw some with Luke. I don't know if I saw any with you explicitly, Julie, but I probably did. Or at least we watched them together, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I think I remember going to go see like the sixth one with Luke. And I remember it was really weird because for some reason we we didn't make it in right away. Like we were like 20 minutes late 
And then I remember we watched like the whole rest of it. And afterwards, I was like, this movie doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I read the books and I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, my mom always like, you have to explain this to me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? It's worse for the later ones. Yes. If if they can make an extended Lord of the Rings, they could have made an extended Harry Potter. Granted. The age. Yeah. It gets so old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have talked before about making a TV show. But, I mean, maybe we can talk about that in our future state. What we want for the future. So, yeah. Luke and I's childhood is dead, and thus the past is dead. Let's move on to the present and talk about present things. I think we've already kind of touched on it because we kind of mentioned, like, at least the book we hate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have some... Oh, yeah, we should, actually. You know, present, we should talk about what our favorite book is. That is a good one. I feel like that tells you a lot about the person. Oh, well, y'all so... hate me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear it. So, okay, like a true Harry Potter stan, my favorite book used to be the third one. I think the third one was really the one that, I mean, they, they were kind of growing up in the third one. I think that's where it kind of started taking its turn. But now from like a literary standpoint, I don't know, but pure enjoyment, it's the seventh book. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Okay. Julia's shook. Yes. And it, and it probably would surprise a lot of other people too. But the reason why I like it is because, now granted, there are some things that were left out, but I feel like she did a good job wrapping up the story. I don't like the epilogue too much. You know, it, it just felt kind of yeah. half-assed to me, honestly. That's but, a, I mean, that's a common opinion. Yeah. Most people don't like the epilogue. Yeah. I just feel like she was just ready to, like, wash her hands and be done with it. And, I, you know, I get it. Writing seven books is probably a very tedious, long process. Um, but what, what I really liked is I feel like the seventh book did a really good job of kind of humanizing everyone. Um, and as the books progressed, you really kind of started to see a duality of each character and kind of who they were and who they are now. Like, for example, Dumbledore. I mean, they talked about his past and how he was kind of a terrible person with his whole mm -hmm. Grindelwald nonsense. And No, I love that part, actually. I was really mad that they took it out of the movie, basically. Yeah. Like, they basically just... I mean, they might have mentioned it slightly, but yeah, that... They certainly I didn't love great characters. Yeah. And I so. think that's why I kind of liked the seventh book is because of all of that. But I think what really sold it to me now, this might seem like a cop out to some people, but what really sold it to me was the circling back to Neville being the other chosen one. And I thought that was a really interesting yeah. idea. Like, like the prophecy will be fulfilled either way, or, you know, like destiny is destiny and it'll kind of find a, find its own way. And that might just have something to do with like my personal interests now versus what interests me as a child or as a young adult. I, I just thought that was a really neat element to kind of add in. It just it just sold it to me. Like the whole the whole motorbike being 
gifted to Hagrid and just kind of tying up those loose ends. I, I have an appreciation for like, I, I guess the details, you know, I am an artist, so that would make sense. Yeah. I think I definitely like it more now. Mm-hmm. I think there are, I still have problems with the seventh book, but that's just kind of me, my sort of issues when it comes to things. And so like, one of my kind of issues that I have with the Harry Potter series that I mentioned earlier is I like the first books better. And part of that is because I like the world. So my problem with the later books is that the world kind of takes a back burner. Yeah. Like, so my favorite book, which is totally, totally expresses how weird of a person that I am, is it is the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, dear God. (laughs) because, Because most people really hate that book. But... I just really like the world building stuff, honestly. Like, that is always my favorite part. Like, all the stuff where, you know, like, Harry's wandering places, and it's like, oh, yeah, he goes to that ice cream shop, and he just goes and he eats peanut butter and strawberry ice cream, and, like, you know, going to go get a wand, or, like, just wandering around the castle, and, like, there being, like, all this attention to, like, these just really random, like, oh, yeah, this is cool, but slightly quirky. I just... I don't know. I'm a big world building person because like even too like with Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring is my favorite for that reason. Uh, the movies, I guess I should say and the movies, because I like when you're building something. I don't tend to like when people are concluding. <laughs> yeah, I can I could I can so. understand that appreciation. I mean, when you were talking about the second book, I was like, oh, yeah, the death day party. That was like a whole thing they didn't talk about. Yeah. But also, you know, something that's not mentioned or talked about completely, but Winky, the whole, the whole house elf plotline just gone. Yeah. Peeves. I know it's yeah. Peeves. Uh, yeah. They, they really yeah, did Peeves. Uh, yeah. And that, that is just really the thing that I personally like about Harry Potter. Like, so, and I think that that kind of goes to the Voldemort thing too. It's like the story is interesting but it's not the part that i like about harry potter for the most part like there's there's stuff that's interesting about harry's story but a lot of it kind of falls flat for me and maybe when we get to like our hot takes thing i can talk about that a little bit but julie it's your turn you need to admit your your dirt i'm normal i like three (laughs) (laughs) i knew it good old consistent julie What's wrong with you two? <laughs> I don't have any explanation. Everyone knows that's one. Krista and I have character development. Yeah, I have it. I've been awesome since I was in <laughs> Julie's like, I am the rock. Man. Yeah, I am the rock that builds all these friendships, okay? I don't change. Yeah. You know, it is weird, I will say. For the longest time, I really didn't like that book. It was the that first might be book tea. in my life that I enjoyed I reading. Of course it's going to take. There's parts of it. Like, so I think one of the things and like, so, cause like I said, I was recently re-listening to all of these. So the part, okay, this is the part that really got me when I was re-listening to these. The part where they're like piecing it together, that Sirius like is actually a good guy. Like there's like two chapters, right? Oh my gosh, it is literally them sitting in a room being like, you don't know the whole story. You don't know the whole story. And it's like fucking 
Holy <laughs> God damn it. What is the story? Well, you're supposed to be like Harry because people are constantly just like, oh, you don't know the story. And he's like, it's my life. I feel like you should inform me. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> there's some obligation on your part to let me know. Why does everyone know who I am? Why is all this shit happening to me? And everybody's like, oh, you're too young. It's like, it's my fucking life. <laughs> you know, and what they don't actually, I don't think they touch on this, but like, wouldn't you think that there are certain people who knew that Sirius wasn't a bad guy? I mean, even Lupin thought he was, though. Well, but that's what I'm, I'm like, how is this? Have y'all seen Peter Pettigrew? You really think that's the yeah. trustworthy man because he cut off he, while he's missing a finger? Like, Well, he was a black, and everyone's yeah. just kind of like, blacks are evil. And they're like, well, I guess Sirius is okay. And then as soon as that, like, betrayal happened, they were just yeah. like, we knew he was a bad guy the whole time. Like, it was, I mean, it was, like, set up very weird, but, like, also, notoriously, people kind of suck in these books. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's, like, very obvious things that will happen, and... Because, like, even that's the whole thing about, like, the fourth book going into the fifth book. It's like, y'all pretty much watched Cedric die, right? Like, I mean, I know you didn't, like, physically, but, like, Harry came back and took out his body. And, like, you know, he told you about Voldemort and stuff. And just the leap <laughs> for them well, to be like, no, 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 Harry killed Cedric. Or, no, that's they not don't what even they say. say I forget. Like, what do they say happened to Cedric? Well, I think they think he died in the maze. Or something. Oh, I think the they just say it's an accident. Yeah. I think is what they say. It's just an accident or something. But it's just like, well, you what? say that, like, yo, we're there. But look at the world today and how stupid people are. Like, yeah. it makes sense. The public would just be like, nah. <laughs> well, and that that's. Is. I think going back to why I hate the fifth book, I think that's another reason that like really pissed me off. Where I'm just like. Why Why would he lie about this stuff? Now, all of a sudden, Harry wants the attention. I mean, I guess they're I running... glory. Well, yeah, and I guess they're running with the theory that he somehow put his name in the Goblet of Fire, and that's where that whole thing started. But, yeah. but even I, funnier, immediately, they're like, okay, Voldemort's real. Harry's working for him. And it's like, what? you pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, jumping to conclusions. Like, no matter what, Harry's yeah. the villain, and so is Dumbledore. <laughs> well, Cornelius Fudge is an idiot. It is weird, especially because in the earlier books, he's not so bad. It's really just like all of a sudden, JK was like, yeah, he's the villain. Well, it's the media. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is it's fine, the media. but whatever. I think a lot of yeah, it's it the media. is like from the child's eye. So it's not so much, like, if she's, a, let's assume she's an excellent writer, because she is, and, like, has these thoughts. So as a kid, like, you're not going to notice an adult's that terrible, because yeah. you don't have a grand, like, concept of what's going on. But as he starts getting older and starts realizing what the world is doing, he's like, oh, these guys are pieces of shit. Got yeah. it. Like, but in the book, it's yeah. translated to be, like, she doesn't even tell you that, because Harry wouldn't realize it, because Harry's literally the most oblivious character in the entire book. Yeah. Yeah. So. Everybody is pretty much smarter than Harry, except for Ron. Except for Ron. Which, and man, he... I need to, I need to definitely get to that. 
in like my hot takes. Go, go. That's a segue that you you keep doing okay, segues. Hot, <laughs> fine, hot take, Ron. Okay, I want to talk about some of the characters that people really like in Harry Potter that I just really don't like. And I have found my last listen through. Ron is kind of the worst. And I don't know why people don't give him more crap. Yeah. Like, even, like, the stuff where, when he leaves, like, because of the whole Horcrux thing, like, there's stuff, like, all around that where it's just, like, Ron, like, <laughs> like, that was just terrible. Like, for you to, like, say those things, like, like, there was the stuff where it was, like, oh, yeah, Jenny got put into the forest. It's, like, oh, yeah, you, you don't care, Harry, because you don't have a family. And it's, like, Ron, like, excuse you. <laughs> like, you have the same things. There are things that you just don't say. Like, I don't understand. And his whole thing, which is just basically that he just wants glory. And it's understandable and I get it. Like, I'm not saying that it's bad. It's just that I wish that Ron would have had more of a character development where, like, he became a better person. I don't really feel like that ever happened. He was always just kind of the comic relief kind of it went back and forth but that's like the way that i would put him and he kind of always like okay in the first three books he was just a kid which is fine but like once it got towards him being a teenager i'm like i run like some of us like like when he's like slut shaming jim jenny and like uh, the stuff that he does to Hermione when he, like, has a crush on her and was, like, mad that, like, she kissed Crumb and, like, all this stuff where it's, like, I just, uh, I never got back around with Ron. <laughs> I never he got is, back on the train. <laughs> he is kind of icky, and I, I can agree with that hot take to an extent. I think in the in the woods, I think the whole thing was the Horcrux was influencing that. yeah. It but, was, they were saying, yeah. like, the Horcrux could have also caused the Dursleys to be the shitty people they were because Harry was one. Yeah. And so I think it was them, like, harping in on, well, he's going to be shitty because <laughs> like, he's got authority. Right. But he was shitty. But I think, like, the thing with that is supposed to be that the Horcrux affected him the most because of his insecurity, which right. that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just that I wish he would have developed, basically, you yeah. know, like... Like he showed remorse in the way better. and like, yeah, became a better person. And that never really happened. Like, I mean, he apologized, but like, it still kind of felt like a weak apology to me. And so <laughs> I just, it. yeah. <laughs> well, but even, even too, like, so like, there's all that stuff with like the Ron and Hermione thing, which is a whole different thing. And I don't necessarily need to talk about all that. Cause I think everybody has opinions about that, but he's like, <laughs> he's very mean. <laughs> He's very mean to Hermione in the sixth book. And then he still does things like that in the seventh book. Like, they see Crumb at some party, and he's all, like, jealous and weird, like, towards Crumb and, like, being like, oh, like, can't let Hermione be near him. And it's like, I thought <laughs> I thought you figured this out. Apparently you didn't figure this out. <laughs> Dude, chill. <laughs> yeah. So that's my that's my first hot take. Do a, do a hot take and now, we'll we'll see. Yes. Well, I didn't tell you my hot take isn't it's a it's a theming hot take maybe. I don't know how to describe it. The romances. The romances really pissed me off. And I feel like they were all cop-outs. I really feel like if you're going to include a romance, at least like make it worthwhile 
But pairing off Ron and Hermione and Harry and Jenny, where the hell did that come from? What happened to Cho? What happened to Cho? I feel like it was a reflection of the movies. Like, in the movies, they set it up for interest, and then she just rolled into it. Yeah. Like, maybe she told him, I'm sure, to be like, hey, this is something I was going to do. But, like, there was no foreshadowing in the books until it was just there. Yeah. And then in the movies, it was from the beginning. Everyone had these weird moments and shit. Well, I think it was literally the sixth book. It was Half-Blood Prince, where they introduced that whole idea. Yeah, which that was after the movies were coming out. So that's why I feel like it's directly correlative. I'm like, it's just because the movie's out of that, and you had to, like, fulfill that line of thought. There's, so Ron and Hermione, there is some foreshadowing because of, like, the nature of their fights when they get into fights and stuff. Like, it's... Some of them, like, you can tell, like, it's kind of around, like, them liking each other, essentially, and that's what the fight starts from. Um, Even, too, like, I think there is a moment where Harry talks, like, like, they're, like, bickering, you know, like, old married couple type thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, it bothers Harry, but then, like, it doesn't seem like it bothers them, which is, like, another thing that people always point out. But I will say... The Jenny thing particularly bothers me, especially re-listening to these recently, because there is no buildup. Like, I know that there's the whole thing in the Chamber of Secrets, which whatever, that's nothing to me. That's like young love, puppy dog, you know, that thing. And then in the sixth book, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's like the love of my life. And I'm like, man, you had more moments with Luna than you did (laughs) with Jenny. Like, the amount of moments you had with Jenny was just like, yeah, she's good at Quidditch. That's cool. She's her sister. (laughs) She is present, and that is good enough. I just see her, like, stalking him in the shadows. Like, that's what happened the entire time in the books, where she's just, like, wide-eyed watching Harry, and then he finally is like, oh, I think that girl likes me. I'll roll with that. (laughs) She's yeah, like I knives mean, and Scott Pilgrim versus the world, where she's uh, like, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean, she she had cool moments and stuff, but I would have much preferred her to end up with like Neville, like if yeah. she was going to end up with somebody, they like it just did not together. make sense for Harry. I feel like there were a lot of other students that Harry could have been with. I guess like the Ron and Hermione thing is kind of a trope. It's like the dumb friend with. The smart friend? I don't know. But going back on your hot take, he treated her like shit, so... Yeah. Yeah, he treated her so bad. Her Hermione deserves better. She does 100%. deserve better. She literally yeah. erased her parents' minds. She loved them so much. <laughs> yeah. What did Ron do? She did. Ron didn't do shit. He let, he would, he let half his family die. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Anything. And the other thing about Ron was, like, Ron was so bad at magic. Like, and I know that, like, that's kind of his thing. But, like, he was so bad. Like, it's like, Harry, like, you shouldn't be friends with this guy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, he should not be. (laughs) Yeah, he should not be in your Order of Phoenix. He doesn't know how to do spells. He's gonna die. He's useless. (laughs) Let him die. (laughs) (laughs) He should have died. That would have been... A twist. That but it didn't have so. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do a petition. Bring okay. back one of the twins. <laughs> <laughs> we'll trade him. We'll yeah. trade a Weasley for a Weasley. 
you know, most of the other people who died, I mean, it was fine. I did, I got a little bit irritated with the, like, amount of people she killed off in the seventh one, but that's just because it happened so, so like, like it was, yeah, <laughs> and, like, you didn't really have any moments to be like, oh, yeah, Tonks and Lupin, oh, they're just dead, okay, other people are dead, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, just, the child is not there they spent so much time on Hedwig because it was the yeah. first one and then the rest are like oh yeah and then like everybody else the Hedwig yeah. one was detrimental to my mental health yeah <laughs> yeah, and that was detrimental too because Hedwig deserved better she Hedwig did. did not need to die she did you know what would have <laughs> yeah. been good animal yeah. fights they should have pit Hedwig against Nagini that would have been yeah <laughs> that would have been my mom yeah Hedwig dying was some bullshit. <laughs> really. <Yeah. Hot> <laughs> that just Literally dies die. within the first 15 minutes. Yes. I know that, like, the whole thing is supposed to be, oh, Harry lost his innocence. No, that's bullshit. I don't want... <laughs> Hedwig, they could have just let Hedwig out. <laughs> and, and she could have, like, flown away and, like, lived in the Forbidden Forest or whatever. Harry's innocence died. <laughs> yeah. And Dumb then he... <laughs> He sort of died. Yeah, I also think that uh, Sirius should have lived a lot longer, at least until the seventh one. And I should have introduced him earlier. Or like that. He needed more time. Yeah, because I feel like... Yeah. I mean, like, I like the whole Bellatrix killing him, and I guess that was her way of, like... Cleaning her family name. Well, that, that and strange. also for her to, like... What was that? That archway or whatever, the veil? <laughs> Yeah, that is definitely a weird thing about the fifth book, because they introduce a bunch of, like, weird magic that they never come back to, and that's one of them. It's like the Death's Door. Well, there's other things, too, and so, like, that was weird, because, like I said, I I really hate the fifth book, and so when I was re-listening to the fifth book, there's, like, they go into the, whatever it's called, the Mysteries, Department of Mysteries, that's what it is, and so, like, all the rooms that they go to are, like, related to aspects of different things we don't understand so like there's like a love room there's like a knowledge room there's like a time room um there's like life i think too and so like that part of it is interesting and they never come back to it and then like the whole thing with the veil i think is supposed to be death i think i'm not positive but it's it's just interesting they never come back to it i remember specifically in that movie literally everyone i knew that hadn't read the book asked me did Sirius die it was confusing because he just fell in that doorway. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the other reason Tally marked them on my chalkboard of why I hate the fifth book. Because yeah. she kind of like insinuates that he's still alive yeah. because Harry can yeah. like hear him or the voice. Like he hears the voices from the veil and, and there's like some like, I guess, mystery. We could use the word around the veil and whether or not like you can pass back and forth between it or something like that and it just it wasn't very clear because at the same time that she that bellatrix cast the killing curse he like fell into the veil so i don't know i just a little bit more clarification and a little bit more time when people are dying i need to know for sure he needs to be bleeding out (laughs) on the ground Dead. Last wishes. (laughs) Yes. Or just not have died in the fifth book. (laughs) Or just not have died. Or, you know, 
she could have just let him live and he could have been like the one good thing in Harry's life because it's so close. Just on so Harry close. <laughs> Every year to yeah. him like actually having a presence in his godson's life and then nothing. There's so many things like that. Like the the adults Man, like the adults get the short end of the stick on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like with Lupin and Sirius, and I mean, even like to some extent Snape. I mean, I know he is a gray character and he's got his evil stuff, but like some of the stuff that did happen to- with him towards the end is like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. really? Like, you could have just gone and lived out your life, but no, instead, Dumbledore has you on this weird quest where you're gonna wait for Harry to die. That's cool. That's so really cool for you. It's That's cool of, for you. Anytime they introduce a character that Harry's like, I really like this person. Like, oh, they're going to be out. <laughs> like, yeah. Even Cedric. Where, like, He's like, I appreciate Cedric like being a nice guy to me, even though everybody's trying to convince him to be shitty. Should have known from the beginning, like, Cedric's going to die. <laughs> as soon as Harry's like, man, I like this person. <laughs> there can only be one yeah. champion from, from Hogwarts. And, uh... Cedric, it ain't you. Sorry, boy. Yeah, he gets... <laughs> Speaking of death, this is a good little R.I.P. moment. The actress who played Narcissa Malfoy died just right. recently. Mm-hmm. I think like a month or two ago. Yeah, because I think yeah. she's now known more for Peaky Blinders. Yes. So they like advertised it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, advertised it's not I know. Right. <laughs> advertised her death. Sorry. <laughs> it's a bitch. It is sad. I... <laughs> I've heard, like, so many things about, like, how the cast was very tight, too. So it is very sad. Like, I saw, like, um, the guy who was uh, Malfoy's dad. I I forget what his real name is. But he, like, sent a thing being like, oh, my wife, like, my wife died. And, like, it was, like, all so sad. And other other people going out and being like, oh, man. And uh, so, like, one of the ones that really got me, though, like, of the cast being really tight was apparently like Molly, which I don't know her actress's real name. I'm so sorry. But she was like really close with the kids and like they did like kind of treat her like she was a mom. And I guess it was for, I don't know if it was for Prisoner of Azkaban. Like she wasn't in that movie, one of those movies. Oh, no, no, no. It was Goblet of Fire. That was what it was. She was not in Goblet of Fire at all. And they sent her like a letter being like, oh, mom, like you you weren't here and we missed you. One of the things that really hit me was, um, it was when Tom Felton is during like quarantine quote COVID. He's still, he's a huge Harry Potter fan still. And he like, all of his social media is kind of like geared towards it. Mm-hmm. And he decided to do like him watching the, the movies, the old ones and showing like him streaming him watching them. And the moment when Alan Rickman is first shown, you see it like in his face, like Aww. that he misses him so much. He goes, Oh yeah. Aww. Alan!" Like he sits there for a minute and he like, gets misty i even wrote the comment i was like oh no when he saw alan <laughs> and everybody commented like i saw it too his face just like because he just oh yeah he was he's laughing he's like oh you remember this part that all the food was rotting like he was saying all this stuff and then when alan came on he just went oh yeah like just he got real quiet i was like oh my god so you know like oh they were all so close it's, it's like lord of the rings too like all yeah. of them are still pretty close and you spend that many years together yeah. <laughs> doing this like 40 hour job, 40 plus hour week. A moment of silence for all the lost actors who played in Harry Potter because Great Britain only has like 10 actors. Yeah, they only have like 10. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch Doctor Who, you've seen every British actor. That's the truth. <laughs> well, well, who is it? It's like 
So it's like Narcissa, Alan. Alan Rickman. And I think, did the guy who played Filch die? I For some know. reason, he I thought I saw that he died. Yeah, but I think I saw recently that he passed away or something. Well, I think that's, Dumbledore. well, okay. And yeah, the original, yeah, the Dumbledore. original Dumbledore. The original Dumbledore. I think that's I, that's all that I'm aware of. But oh, there could no, be more. Um, uh, what's his face who plays uh, Vernon Dursley? Did he? I think he died. I didn't hear about that. I think he had like a heart attack or something. Eleven yes. Harry Potter actors who have died. Oh my! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Richard Harris, who was the first Dumbledore. Rob Knox, who briefly played Marcus Belby. So he was at the like ice cream social. Oh. Yeah, Vernon Dursley did pass away in 2013. And wow. the guy who played Greyback. Oh, Barty, Barty Crouch. Crouch. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Barty Crouch is one of them. Alan Rickman. Uh, Mr. Ollivander died. Yeah, That's a I did that. Mm. Cornelius oh, okay. Fudge died. Good. Herb Hook. Which was also many me. Helen McGord, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, I remember that, actually, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. that's, okay. that's everybody that died, everybody. <laughs> now that we're current. I have a very... <laughs> on a more positive A very though, morbid moment. And Krista's um, fascination with world building, you've been to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, haven't you? I like how Julie's just like, I'm backing out. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> like, I haven't been there. I have not experienced Yeah, I have. Um, I went to uh, the one that's in LA, though. I okay. didn't go to... Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I went to the one that was in LA. I don't think I went to the one that was in Florida. Now I'm confused. I'm well, pretty sure I went to the one that was in LA. Did you... So... What year did you go? Because I know that Hogsmeade is relatively new. Um, that's in 2016, the something okay. like that. So we went there. Um, we mostly went to the Harry Potter world area. I mean, because there's other areas, but yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's it's great. I mean, definitely, if you like it, it gives you all the feels for sure. That's you're there true. and you're like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, I loved, the, I think the food was my favorite part just because like, oh yeah, a pumpkin pasty. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Or pasty, whatever, however you say Damn that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just like all these things where I was like, oh, I can like, I can picture it in my mind, but I've never had it. And, oh uh, yeah, it was a that's big world building. Fascinating <laughs> adventure. We're not going to talk about whether or not it's responsible, but I did go very recently. <laughs> and I will say it was a unique opportunity because there was a day that I, I went with my partner and then a friend of ours. There was a day we walked into Diagon Alley and I kid you not, it was the three of us and everyone else who worked there. No one else. Oh man! No other. That's pretty. No other visitors. No one at the park. It was the wildest, most surreal moment I have ever had in my entire life. Because literally, you're walking down Diagon Alley, and there are these actors who are like, you know, paid to pretend to be wizarding folk, and they're like just acknowledging us because we're the Directly, only three yeah. people there. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my god, hi. I'm here <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> And then we rode the we rode the Gringotts ride like seven times in a row. It was literally just us. Yeah. They were just like, you can just stay on it. 
um, which is my yeah. partner's favorite ride. Yeah. And he says that Bellatrix is what sells that ride. But yeah, no, the food, the food is really good. Uh, they have the butter beer and the three forms. It's like a yeah, like the soda and then the frozen and then the hot. I've not had the hot because apparently you can only get it at like three broomsticks. Yeah, I think I just had the regular, which I mean, it's it's definitely good. It's I will say it's not the kind of thing that people will like if you don't like super sugary yeah. things. It's very sugary. That's true. Um, I think like just a little bit of it was like, okay, <laughs> I can't. This is it's a lot. lot. <laughs> I like I like sugary things, but it's like it is like over the top sugary. Uh, but I will say that pumpkin pasty thing. Whew, if you go, you should get that because it is literally like a pumpkin pie apple turnover thing. That has been deep fried. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Perfect. But no, I didn't I didn't get to go on the rides. Uh my my husband's not big into roller coasters, so we didn't do that. And I was fine with that. Um, but like because really I just wanted to go in the shops and like look at all the things and the cups and like just like pretend that I was there basically, <laughs> just walking around Diagon Alley, and that was good. I mean, uh it's it really does feel like it. I I love those kind of theme parks. Like, because that's even, too, the thing that I would say to people about, like, Disney. Because I, I know, like, kind of how some people feel about Disney and, like, you know, it's very kiddie, whatever. I remember when I went there buying souvenirs and stuff, you know, you'd spend $20 on maybe, like, a cup or something. But it was, like, really good quality. Yeah. It was like, I, I couldn't buy this online for $20 and get a cup like this. Like, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> well, let me tell you, Disney, if you go to Hollywood Studios and you do Rise of the Resistance, which is a ride, but it's more of an interactive experience. We went to Disney World as well because we were in Orlando, you know, went in Rome. I cried two times on that trip. The first time I turned that corner in Diagon Alley, Tears, just tears, just feels yeah. and tears. And when I was getting off Rise of the Resistance, I have never, and I can say this with confidence, never had an experience that like shooketh me to my core as Rise of the Resistance said. It was just, it like you felt like you were in the movie. It was wild, huh. absolutely wild. So it is. Is that Star Wars? It is Star Is that Wars. what that is? Yeah, Star Wars. Oh, okay. uh, Galaxy's Edge, you know, you get to fly, like, the Millennium Falcon. It's kind of like a little video game ride thing. And then Rise of the Resistance is a little bit more like a ride, but, yeah, two things. I know we're talking about Harry Potter, but... I keep bringing up Star Wars anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> but... No, yeah. Just, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And and they did a really good job in, in the Wizarding World. Um why was yeah. I got my wand? I got chosen for my wand. That was a great experience because I was the only person there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was yeah. bound to happen. Yeah. But um, yeah, fair. Yeah, can, no, it is. It's great. It's a wonderful experience. If you can go, go. It was a you know, it was a blessing. It was something that <laughs> Julie has never experienced. <laughs> <laughs> Julie was invited, but my dad. <laughs> As an adult, reamed me when I, before I even <laughs> talked about it. <laughs>
So as we mentioned in our last episode, we're not doing story time in the beginning. I don't know if anyone missed it or cared except for me. So there's that. But uh, we decided we're still going to do it because we like them and we are just going to throw it in the middle to kind of break up us rambling about things that we need to stop rambling about. So we're going to take this moment since we just got into this whole excerpt about living the life of Harry Potter today to tell story time. Now that we have a guest, we're going to tell... Are we going to tell the story about... <laughs> we can tell the story. This is full circle to a previous episode. Let it be known that I might be the podcast number one fan as well. Maybe that's why I uh, was chosen as the first guest. We'll never know. Um, Julie? Take it away, girl! No, I... Well, let's say two, because... So this is the three way story like i was sort of involved in this but i am yes. not involved in the beginning part i will come back <laughs> she will rise again okay so we were all in a musical together a senior year we can't decide if it was called charlie the chocolate factory or willy wonka and the chocolate factory because they are two different things so it's one of those basic same story and we have rehearsals every day and i was a student director so that meant i just got shit on by the director every day and had a lot of responsibilities and was constantly mad. And Luke and Krista were actors in the musical. So I was at every single rehearsal just like they were because they were lead parts. Luke and I were hanging out before one of the rehearsals and we decided to play a game I called Dragon Rider. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Rider was a game I made up. We had this old mule. It sounds so nerdy, but it's a lot more intense than you would think. <laughs> We have this old mule and that's a vehicle that I can best describe as like if you take a golf cart and a four-wheeler and put it together. It's like a U like an ATV UTV type thing. Yeah. But it was old, which means all the safety <laughs> on it was not great. It had roll bars and like seat belts, but it went too fast and had no balance or anything. So essentially Dragon Rider was someone stood in the back which was just like a bed and held onto the roll bars and whoever's driving tries to buck them off of the four wheeler. And I was, I was There's some real yee yee shit. Yeah. I was driving. Yeah. And I need to note that Luke weighs like twice as much as I do. And I did this thing where my parents driveway did like a V and I went full speed up one side of it and then just let off the gas and then did the full turn into the V. So obviously the four-wheeler decided to tip and Luke jumped out of it on the side that it was tipping on, which means it rolled. I was bailing. That was the point. You were supposed to level it with your weight because you were heavier than me. Oh, good God. Julie got crushed by this thing. Yeah, I got <laughs> yeah. crushed. Okay. I so let it be you, known. I ripped guys. my favorite pair of jeans. Oh, fuck. I came out of this I couldn't with one less pair of pants. Well, I, I did just want to say, you know, just in case anybody wanted proof that we are hillbilly corn people nerds. Here you go. Exactly. This is that the truth. So Luke jumps out. And my seatbelt prevents me from jumping out. And somehow my leg got locked under the roll bar. And so it slammed down on the blacktop and then skidded me down the blacktop by my leg. And I, did I make any noise? <laughs> <laughs> probably. I don't know. I was too like, oh, shit. <laughs> I probably yelled or did something. 
I don't recall if I made a noise. I'm sure I did. And then I was just sitting there for a minute, not sure what really happened. And then Luke had to like roll it off of me. <laughs> I like unbuckled and my, you could see my bone like on my ankle. And I had this just like purple mark and dent, like a physical dent in my leg. And it was my left leg. And I was just like, well, we need to go to rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> Why we decided to do this like a half hour before we had rehearsal for a play, I don't even know. I just think well, we're getting... I think so. I, w- I think that this can go into like kind of part of my part of this story. That for part of this to make sense, you have to know that we started our musical director, the person who did all of our musical stuff. He took some of this stuff, like, very seriously. So I think even from the beginning, he was pretty mad about certain things and, like, people not showing up to certain parts of the rehearsal. And and I don't know why, but, like, eventually he just seemed like he got a vendetta against Julie particularly. I don't know if it was because of this student director role or, like, if you did something early on to make him mad. But, like... I remember that you guys were late. Yeah. And I remember wow. that he <laughs> was... <laughs> yeah, he was upset even before then. And I think, like, he had been upset in the rehearsals before because... I And I don't think that this had anything to do with you. I think it was, like, other people. Like, other people were, like, not showing up on time. And so then when you guys were late, it was just, like, the peak of him <laughs> being, we, like, we, super we mad. <laughs> and then um well then when you guys actually came in which i mean maybe you can talk a little bit about this you're limping down to the stage (laughs) i think he was still really mad at you even though you were clearly (laughs) in julie's just bleeding out like okay I think we were like two minutes late. I know we weren't. I know we weren't that late. We weren't either. that late. I think it was literally two minutes. I think it was warm ups, honestly, is what yeah. we walked in in vocal warm ups. But I remember, so the first thing I remember is like, I just go, we got to go to rehearsal. And I get in the car, and Luke just turns to me and goes, You can cry. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, It's okay if you want to cry. Julie's <laughs> like, No, I'm pure rage. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, nope, nope, I'm fine. <laughs> so I remember that. And then, so we drove there and I, I can't walk. I'm cripple walking. Luke runs away. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> he abandoned me. Um, yeah, there's like the auditorium steps are so long. <laughs> They've never been longer in my life. <laughs> and like, I cripple walk down them. I can't put any weight on that leg. And I'm just mad the entire time. And he watched us, you know, the dirty thing about it is, is he watched us walk down those damn steps. He knew what he was doing. He saw me cripple walk. Like, I couldn't hide it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and he was, he was mad. That was the thing. That was like, he was angry about this. Like, he was angry that you guys were late. And like... even just for, not from the cripple walking, like once you were close, it was like, what the hell happened? Like, you don't look okay. <laughs> Something's wrong. Yeah. I remember getting up to the bleachers and just putting my legs straight up like, God. <laughs> yeah, I was clearly not okay. And then he just like, 
turned to me and was like, you're late. And I went, well, I was in an accident. <laughs> like really loud. And then he like finally noticed that I'm bleeding. <laughs> and he's like, you need to go to the nurse. And I went, what are they going to do, man? <laughs> like, what are they going to do? He's like, no, you need to go. I'm like, I'm not climbing. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck that. And he made it anyway. He made me go back up his fucking stairs <laughs> to get a band-aid for like a broken leg. <laughs> did you come back? I did. I okay. sat up there. <laughs> I, I was like, I, can't, I honestly can't remember. I stayed up in the seats. <laughs> I was like, I'm here. Like, <laughs> I'm watching. I'm not going back down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that director the whole time, like, was just chaotic. I remember that musical. It was the worst in so many ways. Oh, God, it, the whole school For some thing. reason, he was very angry the whole time about, like, unnecessary things, and I, I never understood it. I just remembered that I did not like that musical. Yeah. No, he, it was, he attacked me at every turn. Like, anytime I did anything, he would shit on me. I'm like, I don't... I didn't even want to fucking do this. Like, you asked me because literally no one else would work with you. And I care enough about my friends in the musical that I knew I could do it. But if you're just going to shit on me all fucking day. <laughs> Moral of the story, it was our senior show. It should have been our memorable. Best. It was memorable. But for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, okay, so here, here is my, my hot take about uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or whatever it is. Uh, it's too short <laughs> that was the biggest issue for me because basically what it meant is that we practiced this thing incessantly to the point where like i i don't think any of the other musicals i hated that badly like when we got to the end i was like please let's just fucking perform this thing because i never want to do this ever again i hate it so much <laughs> yeah i don't think i've been angrier <laughs> in any project i've really worked on like I agree. It was such, every turn was a horrible, I don't remember one good fucking thing. <laughs> it's all just shit. I will forever remember when I didn't get the role of Willy Wonka, that I was informed that I would make the role too weird. Now, if that was code for gay too or queer, <laughs> that's homophobia. <laughs> Which I, but, which I believe could have been it could have been could have been <laughs> but i will say that was like i'm like but it's willy wonka isn't he like supposed to be fucking weird yeah and the guy who played yeah. him ended up making him like a businessman oh god he couldn't sing he couldn't sing <laughs> i don't care if they listen <laughs> fuck him Nah, i mean it i remember all of the casting all of the casting was just wrong, mm -hmm. which was very strange. I mean, I, I know that Veruca like that was, was the year. My daughter. Yeah. Veruca was, <laughs> as soon as they said it, I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, it was most of the other ones, though. And I think like part of it was because uh, the seniors who were before us were really big into theater. So there was like a large gap when they left. And so it got filled with the people who were below us, which was fine. It wasn't a problem. It's just like, man, like, I don't agree with this casting at all, but okay. I feel like that director hated our grade more than the other ones. Yeah. I think the year before us, they we lost like a lot of theater people, like a lot mm -hmm. of good 
theater people. And I think that that kind of led to maybe the weird casting, but there are a lot of people, I mean, like I, I can literally think of like every single one of their names in my head that were really, really good at what they did. And it's just because we had a good time, you know, I, I feel like there were times that it was really frustrating before the show, but I still feel like with every Overall, show we had it a, was good still time. a good time. Yeah. This one, it was like, I literally yeah. can't think of any good memory from this. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a bad <laughs> time. Shit. Yeah. And so, I mean, part of it was this person, I think um, their family you know, being in it. And that was definitely part of it. And you could tell, I mean, you could even tell that in like the past musicals we had done with this director that like there was a sense of favoritism, which was fine. It's, it happens. I get it. But like, it was very strong in this, uh, this last musical we did together, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was like, these are all the people you really like. Yeah. <laughs> and previously, like, you can tell those were his favorites, but they also did well. Like, it wasn't mm -hmm. a problem because you're like, oh, well, they still fit that. Like, yeah. it wasn't, this one was so much like, it was you a had weird... better people and you just decided for no good reason to pick these ones. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think, so like the other, and I've talked about this, I think before, that I think part of the problem was that we were weird in a very particular way that didn't vibe with certain people. Yeah. So like, Everybody. you know, normally when you, <laughs> yeah, well, normally when you think of the theater kids, like you put us all into a certain category, but there were, there were definitely different kinds of theater kids. And we were like the ones where most people just didn't like us yeah. what? for whatever reason. They did not like us. I think a big identifier with all three of us between theater is theater. People want to touch and be touched. And the three of us are like, what are you doing? Us. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> We're not acting right now. I don't have to pretend like I like that. <laughs> so I'm not going yeah. to. Get away. Like, get away from me. Like, they were always on each other and stuff. And mm -hmm. I think all three of us were like, well, that's fucked up. Like, we're, we're the other kind of damaged where we don't want anyone to touch us. Like, we're here for the craft and the craft alone. Yeah, we're here to pretend like we like that stuff. <laughs> like, it's not. No, yeah. yeah. I mean. That's fair. But but I think there was also, too, like, th I think the distinction I'm more talking about is, like, so in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, we had, like, the ones of us who really liked theater and, like, cared about it and stuff. And then there was, like, more the group that was, like... Having fun. I don't, I don't know, like, what what would be the right word for it. Like, I don't want to say, like, clout. <laughs> that's not the right... The, that's yeah, not the, the word. person but, like, who played they, Charlie yeah. came out of nowhere. Yeah. I did not like it. Was, it oh, God. I forgot about that. I just, I oh, my God. I was driving down a road yes, and they were just walking on the side of the road. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Well, I, I think my distinct memory about him, because not without saying all of his background, because we know what it is, as I was literally talking about how I hate him, like how like everything I've heard about him is shitty. I hate his face. Like, and he was behind me and made a point to be like, I can hear you. I said, good. Like, I was like, I'm not going to fucking hide it from you. <laughs> That's a true Scorpio for yeah, you. Like, you have something to say about it? Correction, maybe? Like, <laughs> I'll fuck you up. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not talking behind your back. I'll talk to you. Like, come on. 
Oh, <laughs> I made like three people cry for that musical because I was just up to here done, and two of them were seniors. <laughs> so we like, were all stressed. It was senior year. I think I yelled at someone for eating a candy bar. I about reamed someone for eating a fucking candy bar because I spent all this time and energy to try to make a good memory for you guys. And so I bought real huge chocolate bars and put golden tickets in it and wrote the whole thing for you guys to like have as a memento. And I said, okay, I spent money on these and I only bought them for like the live show. Don't eat them. Immediately, some motherfucker eats one. I was like, what did I just say? I will kill all of you. You don't deserve any kindness in this world. How <laughs> <Like>, cute. <sighs> yeah. yeah. May may that musical burn. In hell. <laughs> burn forever. I do have one last thing to say on, on the story. Um, we didn't put a disclaimer in there, but um, don't try Dragon Rider at home. <laughs> I don't want to be liable for anyone breaking their leg. Any liable again. <laughs> or dying. I I, le- I made Luke feel like shit about this forever. Every time I saw his mom, I'm like, oh, look, it's the boy that crippled me. And oh like, just... <laughs> I blame him for I'm... so long. I'm pretty sure people took that from this story. It wasn't a positive story. <laughs> I'm still wounded. I couldn't, I was, I took the elevator at school because I'm like, I can't go up fucking stairs. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. And then they were like, you need to have a pass for that. I'm like, well, I went to a military hospital and they basically said it wasn't broken. So fuck off. Like, <laughs> and then they told me it was a contusion, which is 10 times more painful because I'm an athlete. I'm like, I'm not, but okay. Like, <laughs> Some shitty. <laughs> I have scars. I have a zombie foot from it. Someone actually mentioned that. Cause I mean, I was wounded for months and I had like this, you saw my bones, so obviously the wound was pretty intense, and I was just sitting there in class, and someone behind me went, your foot is disgusting! <laughs> and I was like, That's yeah? Like, what do you want me to fucking do about it, man? <laughs> Heal faster. Oh Don't look at it. I can't help you anymore. I can't cover man. it. I'm letting it heal. Our freaking school. Our freaking corn school. So weird. <laughs> it was a trumpet player. <laughs> <laughs> That fucking trumpet player. All right. I guess, I guess we should move into our last phase. It's more just, uh, you know, is there anything more that we want? I mean, so out of Harry Potter, I guess I should get back to that. We're just still talking about (laughs) Harry Potter. But, uh, I mean, is there... So, like, for example, uh, there's the new game that's coming out. There's also, I've heard people say before that they want a Marauder's books, uh, Marauder book, Mm -hmm. uh, possibly more movies. I've heard talk before about them doing a TV show, which is kind of like what you were saying before, Luke, like kind of it being more like longer, essentially, would be the point of it. But it would be the books still, like the main books. So. What do we feel about any of this? Does any of it excite us? Do we care? Are we done? Well, I I do kind of care. I I would, you know, I I think all good things must eventually die. But I do feel like there is a few more pennies that could be squeezed that I would enjoy, (laughs) you know, without talking about the drama of, of the whole subject. I would like... It to continue to be inclusive and be you know available for people to find their place because i mean we all had the three of us just the three of us 
we've all had such, you know, diverse experiences. Yeah. yeah. And an attachment to it. And then we've developed core memories because of it. It's, you know, it's, it's a big thing. And maybe if, if Harry Potter himself doesn't continue on, but the world continues to build, I mean, I know fantastic beasts aside, you know, some people have mixed feelings about it, but I think a prequel would be good. I mean, they, they did curse child, Mm-hmm. Which I will say I, I have a little bit of a soft spot for it because uh, Imogen Heap did the, she, she composed the score for it. Mm. She's one of my favorite artists. But yeah, I would like, I would like to get a little bit more into the world. You know, I think it's a lot of fun. They have a whole amusement park for it. Why, why let it die? I think we could be done with the trio. I think we could be done with Harry, Ron, and Hermione. I think maybe getting into those adult characters could be really interesting. Yeah. Or even going over like this Quidditch, like, and like, I don't care about sports, but if they did like yeah. a Quidditch thing where they did a drama based on like the sport and had people like go back, like even that would be amazing. like Friday night lights, but yeah. with Quidditch, with Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> the Holly had harpies. Yeah. Million dollar idea. Let's go. <laughs> so, you know what? Fans, family, people who, or about this. If you want a whole hot takes episode, I could I could hot takes forever because I have feelings. <laughs> my feelings are very strong. And you know what? Maybe maybe I should put my feelings more together and I could do that. If people were interested. Maybe people aren't interested in Harry Potter anymore. I don't know. I know it's gone up and down. It's taken a tumble in the public eye. And my whole thing about it is to me, it's just a world. And I mean, Julie and I have talked about this before that like, I don't really like to think about authors or producers or any of that anyway. It's not, it's not like it doesn't matter to me. It's just more, it's like, if I like something, I just kind of want to like it. And that's kind of the way I've always viewed Harry Potter is it's like, "Eh, I don't really care what JK Rowling's doing. (laughs) Like, I just want to enjoy the world. And that's, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, take the art for what it is. I mean, you can associate the art with artists, but they are two separate things. Don't let them ruin it, I yeah. guess. It's like, they can help you appreciate it more, but if they're trying to ruin something, don't let them do that. And you know what? If you don't want to support the artist, you don't want to give them money, buy secondhand, shop local, you know. Download it. <laughs> yeah. Have a friend read it to you poorly, and, you know, <laughs> or just borrow their books. Or, I don't know, maybe watch the movies. I don't know. They're not the same, really, but you can. Goodwill has Lord it's of the Rings Harry Potter just coming here. Exactly. I mean, I think that, like, Lord of the Rings and the books and the movies are very different. You can, like, make arguments either way about, like, which is better. I think people pretty much know that the books are better for Harry Potter. Like, they're fine, the movies are, but the books are better. You get a lot more out of Magic. it. Yes, a lot more magic. But the only thing that you get out of the movies is Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Lovegood. Daniel Lovegood. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Even though Alan Rickman plays a not-so-great character, because we we all said that we don't like Snape. Questionable, at best. (laughs) But he still did a great job. So, you know, and I love Alan Rickman. That broke my spirit. Alan Rickman, to me, was always Snape because Joe Rowling showed me some early drawings. She'd done the sketch of Snape and looked just like Alan Rickman. Well, I think, um, I think that's it, though. Well, 
it has been a wonderful, magical, super enjoyable experience. And I definitely want to thank the both of you for having me as your first guest. It is an honorable moment. Keep enjoying Harry Potter, any books, any movies, and uh, have some passion for your passions. This was Passion for Your Passions with Krista and Julie, plus their special guest, Luke, where we talked about Harry Potter, finally. On the next episode, we're going to talk about our top three favorite movies in probably excruciating detail. So, as we what kind of story do we want to tell? Ruining my segues. (laughs) Harry Potter. What the fuck is it? You should know by now. (laughs) Not for. I don't. She. You know. I didn't think my phone vibrated on the table and I was like oh no and so I threw it in the blanket thinking it wasn't going to make a noise and then you just hear feedback go (laughs) (laughs) you you, 